0: welcome folks welcome back to the pinch talk podcast the 2020 mlb draft preview version of the podcast we're gonna go over this entire extravaganza this year though is a little bit different than most the mlb draft is always weird when it uh, you know when it comes to comparing it to other major sports drafts because of shit that we'll get into but this year because of covid and because of all the shit that's going down it's even more different you want to kind of do a little introduction to what's different and what's normal
1: um the mlb draft is very different from the major drafts for the other major sports because of the fact that players can decide not to sign by the teams they are drafted by there's also 40 rounds and there's also um a slot value for each pick in a draft based on i'm not sure what it's based on but there's an assigned value for each for each slot in a draft so yeah teams uh, can negotiate the, with their players
0: the the first overall pick sorry to cut you off the first overall pick just so uh, people kind of get a, 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 a glimpse of it the first overall pick this year is worth a, a little bit over eight million dollars then after that second third uh, overall picks seven million plus and then it, it keeps going down from there sorry to cut you off
1: right and also um teams have bonus schools that they're assigned each year um so certain teams um like this year the Orioles, cybers and the royals have the most amount of money in a bonus school at, from 12.5 million to 13.8 million and that gives them flexibilities um, to pick players high quality players who might be worth more money because they might be high school players with high school players with um with college scholarships that are highly ranked and they could just go to college and build a vibe even more. Or they can be your high school, your college juniors that could say or pass on the draft and go back to college and try again next year. Um, it's a big, it's a game within the game again, not another facet of baseball, that's guess kinda like that. Um, and also compensation, picture given teams based on free agents leaving Mm-hmm. the organization and also based on if they drafted a player the year before and the player didn't sign for example Brady Aiken, the left handed pitcher um, was drafted by the Houston Astros and based on medical reports the team decided to give him an offer that was under volume and he passed and he then uh, went back to college and the next year the Astros were given a compensation pick which turned out to be the second pick of the draft and they picked up Alex Breckman, who is now a superstar.
0: Yeah, pretty good return right there.
1: Yeah, um, just to show you how that works. Um, this year, the be draft is kind of different. This year, it's only gonna be five rounds. The, the the bonus pools are a lot smaller. The signed volumes for their picks are a lot different. And the money's being deferred from the players also. Um, yeah. I think for someone that's just in the sport, this draft might be pretty good for them to ingest because it's a lot smaller. And mm-hmm. But one thing that's important to pay attention to is the fact that uh, undrafted free agents that are eligible to be signed can be signed by teams um, for $20,000 each. So look out for teams like the the Rays, the Indians, small picker teams like them um, to sign players and along with big market teams like the Astros, the Yankees, the Dodgers, the, excuse me, the Red Sox. They're gonna be drafting a lot of, they're gonna be signing a lot of players because of yeah. their brand and they have a lot of money to just sign a lot of undrafted free agents. Um, yep. One thing about the draft that's really great is there's a lot of college and high school talent. It's, it's, there's a lot of depth in this draft. And because of the college baseball season being canceled, and the fact that a certain amount of players would be given extended eligibility the next year draft is going to be have a lot of depth as well.
0: Yep. The thing with the, the thing with the draft is when you cut it down from 40 rounds to five, that's such a drastic difference. Uh, especially when the talent gap save between round five and say round seven, for example, is really not that huge. So there's gonna be a lot of quality undrafted three uh, agents, uh, yes, to be signed by there's, teams. Like there's a
1: there's a lot of talented players, very talented players that go from round six to round forty. Yeah, that wind up being uh, major league
0: pieces. Yeah. Another thing that makes uh, the MLB draft different is that, see, in the NFL, for example, right? Say you have a, a big problem at safety you're like well we have a big need of safety we can just you know we pick a safety in the first round and that should take care of that for the next couple of years unless we're really unlucky in baseball it really doesn't work like that because every player to some extent is a toss-up there's always a chance that he might not even reach the majors so that's the that's the deal really you can't just go and you know, do quick fixes and say, oh, you know, we're lacking pitching, so this guy will be up in two years. You gotta think long term, you gotta have a plan in terms of how you pick, the type of players you pick, and a lot of times it ends up coming down to just picking the best player you can find, really. I mean, I, right. I, I think I'm correct with that. Yeah, you are, and there's
1: also the fact that certain organizations are better at developing certain types of players. They, yeah. have, the organization, they have their strengths, so um, for my just to give an example, just because I know them so well. The Cleveland Indians like to draft young high school players yeah. that are able to perform against older players older than them. That's that's one thing that they like that they think makes players successful. Being able to be successful against older competition at a young age.
0: Yeah, the Rockies and, like um, college pitchers. Yes, with, with good con- with good command. The Dodgers like athletic players. Yeah, that type of deal.
1: So um Right, so each team has their kind of archetype of what type of players like to pick based on their front office and their scouting organization, and the success of the players at the major league level. Because I've seen the influence that Jose Ramirez and Francisco Lindor's success I've had on how the Indians draft players and sign international free agents. As there's been a, a, a big wave of switch hitting athletic infielders coming to the system in the last four or five years that's what mm-hmm. they, they like guys that make a high rate of contact are athletic they're fast they can play defense and they're smart baseball players so um if you're a baseball fan you just kind of have to look at your organization's farm system how it's structured currently and um the tendencies of your front office in the draft and, and find the patterns and yeah. kind of put the pieces together um but you also have to look at the fact that in baseball you don't draft for need like Mario said, you draft based on talent level and based on who you feel comfortable developing um, injury history, build, how they're built um, their age, that's a big factor as well because your average baseball player isn't isn't even gonna make it to the majors in general but the ones that do can take anywhere from three to five years on average rarely do you see a player ripping into minors in two to three years
0: yeah that's not common
1: unless it's a college uh, advanced college pitcher that's pretty much already and will be ready
0: yeah or an advanced college bat or something like that right so with all that being said i think it's fair uh to kind of get into i think it's fair to get into the top prospects uh sort of uh, we're not gonna do a whole you know a huge list. I think it's fair to talk about sort of the consensus top 10 ish. I think that's fair because those are the the big names that you're gonna wanna uh, pay attention to as they go through the minors. Uh, once you start getting into the back of the first round, it's still uh, real talented players, but teams are gonna start uh, drafting players based purely on a talent level. So uh, the 10 players that I've seen uh, ranked pretty unanimously in top 10. A list. Um, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna name him and uh, let me know if, if you've seen him too. Um, Spencer Tor- uh, Torkelson, first yes. baseman, best hitter. Uh, I'd I, I heard best all around hitter. You no know, power, contact combination. He is only a first baseman, which kind of lim- and a right-handed first baseman at that, which kind of limits uh, his whole you know upside, but it, his potential as a hitter is really 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 high so he's uh he's he's the consensus number one uh then uh is Austin Martin who plays third and center field you've you seen him in at least I assume yes um there's some talk about whether he'll uh Scouts wanted him to uh they wanted to see him at short he ended up playing third and he's played center as well so there's some talk that he may end up at center anyway he has I the best hit tool in the class. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: I agree. Um, he, his bat is going to play anywhere, but I think he's more of a left fielder, second baseman. Um, okay, he doesn't yeah. have this. I don't think he has a plus plus speed to stick in center field in the major leagues. Nor the, the National arm. League. Or you arm at third. So I think he's a second baseman, left field type.
0: Yeah. But I, I could agree with that. I could agree with if that.
1: The, if the bat is going to be the most of his value, then he should be able to play it at left field or a corner mm-hmm. and if he's an offensive mind the second baseman then you you take that every time
0: absolutely you do just passable defense gives you value so after those two uh then the third uh prospect that i've seen uh rounding out the the undisputed top threes uh to say is asa lazy he's a lefty college lefty uh big frame six four fifteen uh projectable there is um some con maybe some concerns with command but he has he has plus stuff the frame is there you know he's the kind of he, he's the kind of quote-unquote safe pitching prospect in some ways that a lot of teams really look uh for yes in the in the top of the draft
1: yes asa lacy um actually decided to was one of the only pitchers who um did the mlb's mr program and there's teams that thought um his medical information was average or on par with what you expect from a college pitcher to to teams that were uh, had above average concern about his frame mm-hmm. and um and his build oscillacy has a for a lefty he has a lot of velocity for a lucky starter he sits in the mid 90s um he has probably the best slider in his draft and he has a pretty good third pitch too as well. Um with him, it's just about um using his control and the command in order to be effective on the mound.
0: Yeah. Uh after after those three, uh some some other prospects I've seen are uh Emerson Hancock, righty. Uh he's from the University of Georgia. All these are college players, by the way. Yes Georgia, yeah. Yeah, Georgia, I'm out. i <laughs> I clicked out of the over the window here out of, out of fan graphs. Emerson um, Hancock, uh, righty pitcher, 6'4", 213, basically, uh, you know, same type of build. Uh, then you got um, two position players, Nick Gonzalez, second baseman, uh, once again, college player, and then Zach Veen, who's a high school center fielder. You've seen both of them in the list, I assume? I uh-huh. have. Yeah, they're they're supposed to go somewhere around the 5th, somewhere between the 5th and the 7th, 8th picks. Uh, then you got Max Mayer, who's a college righty. Um, I read his profile on on Fangraphs. It said, you know, high-velocity, good stuff, but there's some bullpen risk because he doesn't have a starter's mix yet. And he's uh, six, uh, only, quote-unquote, 6 feet, 185. So... That's something there. Uh then there's uh Mick Abel, the only uh high school pitcher I've seen pretty unanimously in the in the top ten. He's 6'6, 190, and not even 19 yet. So that's another good name. And then the last uh, two names I want to say before I pass it over to you, uh Ray Dedmers, lefty, college lefty, 6'2", 210 you know, kind of prototypical pitcher frame. He's only 21 And then Huston Kerstad If I'm pronouncing that right Kind of your Stereotypical Right field prospect Big arm Big power bat Maybe hits enough Maybe he doesn't You know That kind of deal Um You got any more Prospects that you can Uh say Um
1: You have Ed Howard From Chicago Shortstop Yeah Um He's 6'185 He might He seems to Get shortstop And um he was actually starting shortstop of on the uh, on the Chicago team that went to the finals of the twenty fourteen Little League World Series, and he's um the best shortstop of by the twenty twenty high school class. Um, we have Nick Bisco, um, a right handed pitcher from uh, Pennsylvania high schooler. Um, mm-hmm. he reclassified and. He be graduating early. He's 6'4", 220, So there's a lot of projection. He already has a fastball sitting in the mid nineties and the sixty grade. Um, yeah. He has a really good curveball and uh, his God changeup damn, is average.
0: Three to twenty. I'm sorry. Yeah,
1: that's a big dude. Um, but he he also has plus control or above average control. I should say fifty five grade. Um, which you don't really see from starting high school pitchers that can throw as hard as he can. So we'll have to see what he can do. Um. Yeah, Patrick Bailey, the highest rated catcher in the draft from uh, North Carolina State. He's switch a good hitter. fielder. He's gonna stick at. Yeah, he's a yeah. He is a switch hitter. Um, he has above average fielding grades. Um, and he has pretty good raw power, but he makes consistent contact, and he has pretty good out to plate as well. Um, even if he if his bat doesn't turn out to be as good as people think it does just based on the fact that he's a catcher he's going to be a pretty good backup and he's uh, pretty athletic for a catcher and he moves better than most catchers
0: yeah the top catcher um, i've noticed uh, seems to get picked a little bit higher than projected sometimes right so maybe some team in the top 10 takes a flyer on him i've seen him rank somewhere uh, around uh, the 15, 15 16 slot in the prospect list Maybe he gets picked At 8, 9 Somewhere around Yeah
1: um, So the Three catchers In this draft There's three catchers That's projected In the top 25 We already went through one The other one Is Tyler Solderstrom A high schooler um, He's a lefty um, He's 18 He's 6'2", 200 pounds He's been labeled As the best uh, Best athlete One of the best Overall athletes In this draft um, He has a 60-grade arm he's also played outfield and he's played third base too so if he doesn't stick at catcher and you want his bat and you want to buy his bat and you want to move through your system a little bit quicker you can move him uh, off of behind the uh, behind the plate Um, he's a bat first player his defense is a little underdeveloped because he's a high schooler um, and he's played multiple positions um, yeah. he has a 60 grade hit too and 50 grade power who knows? Um he he might he might stick a catcher, he might not. Um he could play third base or right field. He's athletic enough to do that. A... Really? Yeah, it's, it's all about projection. Boys. Well, high school catchers especially. Um high school catchers um are kind of are very risky picks. They don't really pan out well. Um they have a high floor, low ceiling, usually high ceiling, low floor. So um they're they're a bit of a lottery ticket. And yeah. um, the third catcher I want to talk about is Dylan Dengler He's a um, catcher for Ohio State University. Um, I have friends who've seen him play, and he's pretty good. He's six three two ten, so he's he's really big. And he actually plays center field for Ohio State's freshman year. Damn. Yeah, he he plays center field. Um, he led Ohio State he led he led Ohio State high school to uh, Division one baseball and basketball titles when he was in. When he was a senior in high school, my my senior, because he's the same age as me, we were the same class. Um, mm-hmm. He has a fifty hit tool. Um, he has a, he's a plus runner and a plus fielder. He has a sixty five grade arm as well. He has a rocket for an arm, and um, he reminds um, scouts of uh, Sean Murphy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He would, yeah, although he his arm is not good, he. Um, has better accuracy and his receiving skills are just as good and who knows he probably won't maintain his plus speed just because catchers go through so much and tear throughout their careers um so there's a little asterisk with that but um he's a really interesting prospect just because you don't see catchers with his skill set yeah who could play the center field and be a catcher like that's just uncommon that's very uncommon
0: yeah um a lot of the uh, top players for this class overall are college players there's not as many high school players uh i think that plays into the hands of some teams who maybe are starting to contend or maybe want to contend in a couple years um so i think we could start now going through each team you know maybe seeing what they may pick so in order uh the first overall pick the detroit tigers of course and get used to that um i think is this is pretty much a given they're gonna pick uh torkelson i would be very surprised if they did anything else would you um
1: i agree i think they go with Spencer torkelson because they need somebody to follow-up michael cabrera mm-hmm. and um he seems to be one of those bad second just moved to the minors really quickly so he's, yep. he's so physical and big. He's going to skip a couple of lower levels and the minors off the bat. And if he can dominate like he did in college. Um, maybe the mid-level. He could be in the majors in two to three
0: years, honestly. Yeah. Um, Fast riser. So, yeah. Um. Then you got uh the Orioles and the Marlins picking back-to-back, two and three. I think it's pretty safe to say that they'll pretty much, unless the Tigers do something weird uh they'll probably whoever picks Lacey will pick Martin and whoever picks Martin will pick, you know, who pick La- uh the other one will pick Lacey. So I think it kind of depends. I can I can see the Orioles taking lazy, but I don't I know how you feel about um, that.
1: I think the Orioles I've heard um, from what I've read through the various mock drafts on various publication sites, I heard that they might um take somebody else under slot in order to distribute their money in their other picks, because the Orioles have like four or five picks, and they're all and they're all in like the top thirty. So they could um, pick somebody else, maybe like Nick Gonzalez. I've heard that. Um, okay. So it's just I think the team is trying to give between four to four point five million for the um, for the with their first overall pick, which is the second pick. Yeah. So. um
0: That would make other team happy. Another team yeah, they would
1: because. So, uh, one thing you should, you guys should know: a lot of teams are going to be um, playing around with the slot values this year to kind of save money and also um, yeah, make sure they can sign all their players with all their picks. Because you can't you can't not sign a player this year. There's just not enough. There's not enough depth or talent being being picked up by these teams. There's also less minor league. Minor league teams now Which means there's minor league roster spots To fill in, which are draft picks Also to provide depth yeah. So when you make your choices You gotta hit on them
0: Yeah, so absolutely So behind the Orioles and Marlins We got the Royals I got um uh, right here I just got BPA Best player available The Royals are at that stage of the rebuild Where I think they'll just take whoever falls If, if Lacey or Martin falls to them They'll love it, really
1: yeah, I think the Royals probably take either Zach Vien or um or Nick Gonzalez.
0: I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Um
1: they're trying to really build their farm system up and lately they picked a lot of college they picked a pretty even amount of college and high school players over the last few years, but I think it's one of those two.
0: Yeah. Um after them is the Blue Jays at five. They would love for the Royals to pick uh Zach Vien or Nick Gonzalez because that means that emerson hancock and maybe even lacy falls to them at five and the blue jays really do need pitching so i think that's a i don't fair think prediction. i don't think
1: lacy falls to five i think lacy falls three or four at best but um i see the blue jays taking max meyer i hear they like him a lot they the heavy favorite or maybe Zach there nick gonzalez has a backup
0: i was thinking college pitcher Basically, that was my Max Meyer. Yeah,
1: he's a college pitcher because they need they need somebody to, that could follow up Nate Pearson because they don't have any young pitching talent right now. Oh, that's close. Yeah.
0: yeah. So after the Blue Jays at five, we got the Mariners at six. Now the Mariners have picked; they've done uh, really interesting shit. Uh, they've picked up in the past couple of years. They've picked up basically only college players. They've only drafted like five or six high school players in the last five years, which is rare. Um, so I would think that it would be logical for them to keep going for that route and pick up any college player, you know, the best college player available. I don't know if they'll pick up pitching or hitting. If I had to pick, I'll say pitching, would you?
1: Yeah. I think they're going to maybe take Emerson Hancock and if they don't pick up him, I think if Nick Gonzalez is still there and they might pick him him as well. I think Nick Gonzalez is anywhere from like the four to seven range. Yeah. Best draft. Um and so are other players in mean, Naming. I think Emerson Hancock is like between six and eight, maybe.
0: Yeah. Fangraphs has him uh as the fourth best prospect. That's why I see him a little bit up. But yeah. Um after the Mariners, we got the Pirates. Now the Pirates, I saw you tweet about this. Uh the whole thing that there's a team that's trying to just Punt uh, the draft, basically draft a player, not even consider signing him. You said the Pirates. I agree.
1: It would be some. it's going to be point. in the top ten. That's another. That's another thing. If, it would be, yeah. if anybody in this top ten is punt in the draft, it will be the Pirates, just based on the financial situation.
0: If anyone's going to punt the draft, is going to be them, which is, which sucks. I mean, come on now. But yeah, so they're at seven. After them is the is the Padres at eight. Uh, what I have right here is college pitching, would you agree?
1: Um I think they're going to take another high school player. They like their young players.
0: They do. I I was thinking more of uh in terms of uh their competitive window. But I can see that as well. I mean they're not there yet, so it's not like they need reinforcements for next year. So Right. After 2 years from now. So yeah, I can see that. Uh then we get the number nine. Now we get to the Colorado Rockies. My team. Uh here I uh I wrote that. Oh well first of all, what do you think we'll pick?
1: Um I think they're gonna go to college back. They've done that the last few years, college outfielder. I think they're gonna take Hessen uh set Yeah, just
0: that's because that's
1: kinda like a pro- that's just that's a profile that's really similar to what they've really picked the last I say three or four years. Those those right field those right field power types, stereotypical so right fielders.
0: Um well if I had to pick someone, I would say no fucking clue. Uh I think there's a possibility they go for a pitcher, college pitcher. Uh because I mean when you're the Rockies, you always need to draft pitchers and develop them yourself. You cannot just trade for established pitchers. It just will not work as well. So anything from pitcher, corner outfield, like you said, makes makes a lot of sense. Uh Kirstad. 100% looks like the type they, of player. I
1: think they could take a catcher as well.
0: Yeah, that was that was uh another thing that I, that I was that I was about to say. I've seen um Fangraphs had uh Patrick Bailey going to them at pick 9, which would be a reach in many people's eyes, but then again, they reached again they reached uh last year for Michael Toglia in the first round as well. So, I can see Kersad sad because he's the he just looks like like the type of player the Rockets would just drool over plus plus power cannon arm you know that's how the deal and then Bailey I mean I'm not going to complain about Bailey because uh, the Rockies have never had a good catcher in the history of the franchise 25 plus years and he's a high contact switch hitting catcher with okay with solid at least fielding who has a shot at being a starter so I'll be okay with that just basically anything other than a corner infielder would be cr- would be great for me so that's basically what I got. You got anything else on the Rockies? Just kind of rope salt in the wound. I me? think
1: they could pick Tyler Soderstrom and go under under-slot value, so they could use their other picks.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's fair. That's fair.
1: Well, I think that makes a lot of sense because they they don't have they don't have any any catching depth right
0: now. So they have no catching depth. I mean, they, the fact that Tony Walters is the undisputed starter right now paints a really horrifying picture. Anyway, moving on to the angels now for the angels uh i have college pitching i just put it like that because the angels they want to compete in the next couple years i think they may like someone who can move quicker through the system um i think now is a good time to kind of dive uh you know do a, do a deep dive of sorts into the difference between picking a high school player and a college player in terms of development and in terms of the timing of them arriving to the to the majors.
1: Hmm, I agree. Um, I think the Angels did take maybe like a, a read, that merge or something like that from what we able to polish lefty. Just because mm-hmm. the, um, the back end of the top tier college pitching talent is kind of weighing down at this point, and they need a quick-moving pitcher that's going to get there and maybe back of the back of the rotation in two to three years while they're still in their competitive window. And, honestly, yeah. their window is going to be – it's not even open yet, and it might be open by then if – because they're going to have – they haven't even and Mike Trout lockdown. They're, um, they're going to have Joe Adele playing every day by then. Who knows what else do they have going on. But, honestly, I think that's my pick for them. That makes the most sense.
0: Yeah. Um, the thing with college and high school players is that when you pick a, a, a college player – specifically a college pitcher or a college bat you know um, a, a bad first position you expect those players to kind of move a little bit quicker through the minor leagues you expect those players to get to the majors in four years maximum basically I don't think I'm full of shit here um, and when you pick a high school player because they're they're a lot younger they're 18 some of almost 19 uh they're higher risk of course bigger because they're less developed there's always a chance that they bust there just is uh but typically high school players uh tend to have uh you know the real high rank high school players tend to have real high ceilings right so they take longer to get to the majors so depending on your team's situation and depending on your team's philosophy you might want faster moving prospects over higher maybe higher ceiling but higher risk prospects. Am I correct here in saying this? You're correct. So it really depends. Like uh, we've talked about before, the Mariners have picked almost exclusively college players. Uh, some other teams, like the Padres, like Pat said, they love their high school players. Uh, it's it, it kind of depends on on the philosophy, but w- uh, what every team does from year to year uh, on the draft has to kind of you know. It has to sink in some way. You can't just pick randomly. You gotta have a long term plan in place to build the farm system, and then those players can hopefully get to the majors. Because you know, it's just a scale, really, just moving up. Where it's a lot of them won't even make it. I don't think there's ever been a full first round. Like every single first round pick made it to the majors. At least I can't recall that.
1: Oh, that's. Uh, I'm not. I'm pretty sure that's never happened. It's just.
0: So just another, example, just another example of how different the MLB draft is when compared to the NFL draft, for example. So uh, after the Angels, we go to the White Sox. This is a team that's almost there at their competitive window. Who do you got for them?
1: Um, I think they hit college, but I think if Patrick Bailey does fall to them, he will be there for them to take just kind of just based on they taking the best college bat they can find at that certain point or wherever their pick is um that's just that's just what chicago does with their first overall pick usually just because they want to have their talent you know like um they took uh they took andrew vaughn last year and then a few years ago they took nick madrigal so we'll have to see what they do but yeah. West are really simple, really easy to kind of figure out. They take yeah,
0: college. I had BPA, basically, college player, best college player available. That was basically what I had. I think it's fair. Um after that, uh, the Reds at twelve. Um The Reds, I don't fucking know what they're gonna do.
1: Me either. I think they take an older high school hitter. That's in the top fifteen, maybe. I mean, a high school hitter in general, but they're not afraid of older older high school hitters. Um, I know Ferran Graves has Austin Hendrick at the the 12th spot
0: for them. Okay. 19-year-old. So we'll see. Lefty, yeah. They're difficult to figure out. Uh, Development pitching is always important in that that ballpark, Um, but we'll kind of have to see where they go from here uh the giants i think i think we can put them in the same boat as the royals right i mean they'll just pick the highest rated player on their board who drops to them
1: yeah and somehow we'll make it to the majors and it'll be good for 10 years
0: yeah, yeah
1: we'll just sure, forget about them
0: fuck the yeah giants. that's just um, what they do <laughs> fuck, the, fuck the giants in two ways by the way Fuck the new york giants Fuck the san francisco giants fuck them both um then uh 14 we go to the rangers uh i kind of felt that they might go for a hitter here but i saw a lot of people putting um a pitcher on this spot do you agree
1: i think they could go either way but i think they're going to be conservative regardless with their pick i think a lot of teams are going to play it safe this year just because of the nature of the draft
0: i know i've said that before but yeah
1: yeah there hasn't been a lot of scouting um certain players have gotten more coverage and more of a profile just because they've been known more on the scouting circuit and whatnot. So they might be favored more, but you can see a lot of surprises this year.
0: Yeah, you might see. So after that, we got the Phillies, another team that I have no fucking clue as to what they're going to do. I think that both pitching and a bat makes sense.
1: Yeah, I think they take the best of their level pitcher.
0: I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Uh, the D-backs, I wrote here, the best available college player they can find. That's what I'm I, I haven't I I
1: taken take the best available, best available center fielder. Um, maybe like Garrett Mitchell or Peter Crow. I'm strong. Just because the last few years they they've drafted a lot of center fielders with the first pick.
0: And yeah, okay. They might just. Go I for think.
1: Match, uh, right? Yeah, I think Tyler shoulders from slides down this far too. Maybe.
0: I think that's fair. Uh, you. The thing is, people, you're you're always gonna see a lot of catchers, a lot of shortstops, a lot of center fielders uh, picked high, because they're just high value positions. So, they're just pitchers pick high. Yeah, and pitchers, pitchers, shortstops, catchers, center fielders, uh, up the middle players and pitchers, you're gonna see a lot of them uh, picked high in the draft because you know, like we said, they're valuable positions, and you just want to accumulate talent, right? So. After the D backs at 18, we got the Mets at 19. Uh here I saw pretty unanimously I saw pitching for them exclusively.
1: I agree. I think they take the best available high school or college pitcher. Maybe like a Nick Bisco or something like that.
0: Yeah. Um then the Brewers. I got best player available, period. I could I can see them taking a high schooler here.
1: I think they could um take a a, a pitcher that might be relief ready. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. We'll That's
0: see. actually something that they might do too.
1: Yeah, they might do that just because, like, they could pick out, if they could pick somebody that could get out major league hitters tomorrow, they would do it.
0: Yeah, they absolutely would. <laughs> and they still wouldn't make him a starter. They still wouldn't have an impact starter. But uh, after that, 21, the Cardinals, um, I think it's going to be uh, pitching. We, Probably. Talked about, we talked about on the preview. Uh, for the uh, for the Cardinals, when we did it, we talked about how the rotation depth maybe is not as good as you want it to be. And even though they have a couple of prospects, uh, it never hurts to pick up more pitching. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's fair to just say pitcher. You think high school or college uh, or college pitcher?
1: I think you would be either or, but not lately. They've been picking like the. I feel like they've been taking talented high school players that have fallen to, to where they are in the draft, so they could probably take a high school player that's getting passed out.
0: Okay. now nah, that makes sense. Uh after that, twenty-two, the current World Series champs, the Nats. Um if I had to bet, I would not bet because I have no clue. They're in such a weird position where even the even the fast moving prospect may not get there enough for their to kind of continue uh their current window so i'm not sure what they're gonna do i
1: see college or high school pitcher
0: yeah i can see that as well i can see college pitcher for a lot of these teams but there's a lot of them in this class uh after that now we get to number 23 pretty fitting uh the cleveland indians so the floor is yours
1: uh, thank you, Senator. Um, <laughs> the Indians, uh, the Indians uh, draft profile is um, talented players that have fallen further. That teams try to float down the board and young high schoolers. Um, so, for example, Brady Aiken, who didn't make it to the majors, Ethan Hankins, Daniel Espino. The last few years have been pitchers they took. Um, or players in general, but I think they take uh, a young outfielder, um, one of the sh- young center fielders in this class. Um, for example, Pretty Carl Armstrong. Uh, he's he's a top 15 talent. He's going to stick in center field. He has a great hit tool, um, and he's young. He's only going to be 17. Still, he's giving like 17 and a half. And He fits their profile well just based on what they like. They like guys who can hit and are fast um, I Don't know there's so many players that Indians could take just kind of based on the amount of talent in his draft.
0: I Wouldn't bet I think it's fair I can definitely I, I Can pretty much bet on them picking a high uh, contact player and that's it high contact player He's 17 players. years old Yeah, <laughs> yeah and that's pretty much it. Uh I think um the next one is the team that I have absolutely now this I've said uh, about a couple teams before that I don't really know what they're gonna do, but it's more in in kind of uh they could go different ways. I can kind of see like two or three options. Wait. The Tampa Bay Rays are twenty four. I have zero fucking clue what they're gonna do, but it, it will probably be brilliant anyway.
1: Yeah, they diversify a lot. Oh, <clears throat> And I think they're gonna pick a pick that gives them some financial flexibility you in order to um in order to um maybe make better offers with their pick with their later picks they have picks of thirty seven and fifty seven. So I think they could, could go at a college arm. Um that gives them some flexibility. So that way they won't have to go over a slot and try and sign that snag a high school away from his um division one top program signing,
0: you know. Yeah. I can I can definitely see the Rays doing something like that. The thing about the Rays is, uh, they also have a competitive balance pick at thirty-seven, and we'll talk about that uh, when we get through with the with the first round. How the how, how competitive balance kind of affects what some teams may do. Um, after the Rays at twenty-four, we got the Braves at twenty-five. I would say pitching again sounds redundant, but. I mean, that's really what I'd say. I think the position player side is pretty well taken care of. I agree. I just... I just see that uh, them doing that. Then, um, uh, the A's. The Oakland Athletics. I have no fucking clue. They got bad rep, of course. Deservedly so, because of what their owner did. Not what it played my, minor leaguers. So we'll see what happens with that. Um... But I would say college player, and just—I have no
1: clue either. Um, I said we just kind of skip over them. Um, (laughs) I think the Twins go. I think the Twins go under slot, maybe get an infielder, young shortstop. Who knows? Um, Mm -hmm. I think the Yankees and Dodgers take uh, pitchers, high school or college, but they're both great at developing pitchers. So it doesn't really matter. Ooh, is Who is going to pick somebody, somebody who's going to want to in in majors?
0: Yeah. And be a star. Because that's what the fuck they do. Fuck them. Um, right. So after that, of course. <laughs> of course, after that, uh pick number 30 is forfeited because the Astros fucking cheated. Fuck them too. And because of that, we go right to co- uh, the competitive balance picks. Competitive balance picks are awarded to teams that if I'm not mistaken it's the teams that uh, generate uh, the least amount of revenue or something to that effect I I should remember it but I don't right now I think it's something uh, similar to that
1: I think the Orioles take another uh, pitcher again just because there's so much pitching depth in this draft and I think they're going to take a, a lot of college Kyle, arms get to go on this draft just because they're looked at more and there's some more history behind them mm-hmm. uh, and more of a profile just kind of based on the certainty with this draft and things like that with the high school players.
0: Yeah, and the Orioles need all the arms they can get. So... Exactly. I think it's fair. Uh, one interesting thing about the competitive balance picks, you got then: the Pirates, Royals, D-backs, Padres, Rockies, Indians, Rays. One thing that's interesting is that the Indians and the Rays, a lot of these teams are bottom dwellers, but the Indians of the race are not. And they both pick late in the first and then they pick in the thirties as well. I th- I think there's, I think there's a dynamic right there.
1: It is. Cause it usually, when they have those back-to-back picks, they usually make two great picks. And in some order, either a high school player and college pitcher or college pitcher, and high school player. And usually both guys make it to the majors to contribute and are above average players. Um, the Indians Port in Rays have some of the best de- development organizations in baseball and some of the best scouting in baseball also we'll have to see what they can do you know, what they do because yeah. there's we know the Indians are going to take another young player maybe I could see them taking a blaze during a 36 maybe if that's um, who's like a Spencer Torkison a mini Spencer Torkison who's in high school um, his tool isn't as good but he has just as much power um, like he hit a 500 foot home run in the in the Futures Home Run Derby last year at a Major League mm. Park in batting practice. Like, think about that.
0: Yeah, that's pretty. A pretty high
1: school kid. He and, he and he reclassed, so he's only 17 as well. A 17 year old hitting 5 500 foot home runs.
0: Mm. That's <laughs> so, the kind of shit that but, makes water at the mouth. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um. I wish I I wish I was 17 and 500 for home runs because I'd be <laughs> a million. Um, so he's going to get picked. He's really talented. It just depends on where. He's he going from 36 to 56. Um, the Rays, they're going to make a great pick. I expect him um, to. You have Detroit, Baltimore, Miami, Kansas City, Toronto, Seattle, Pittsburgh. Um, I think they either take a shortstop or a pitcher—that's kind of what you do at this point in the draft. Yeah,
0: high-value positions. Usually, That's it.
1: Yeah, high-value positions because those are usually the best players. Um, there's just so many great college players in this draft this year. It's just yeah, it's, it's very stacked.
0: heavy. It's, it's very college-heavy. Uh, not a lot of not a lot of high school. There's not a lot of high school arms. That's the one thing I've, I've seen.
1: They are, but they're probably going to go to college and probably build up more value.
0: Yeah, that's another thing. You got to, you pick up a that they won't sign with you, now you fucked up. You get a compensation pick, but still, that's a lot of, that's such a different dynamic now when I think about it, to the, all the other drafts. It's fucking weird for, for someone who's getting into it uh, for the first time. Anyway. Uh, then you got the compensation picks starting at 67 and ending at 72 uh, Like we talked about before Giants have two, the Mets Cardinals and Nats It's pretty much what Pat said you pick high-value positions uh, after after like uh, pick number 30 pretty much after like pick uh, 30 40 you start seeing a whole lot of middle infielders center centerfielders and pitchers uh, and that's really uh, what you're gonna see. The high level, you know, non-up the middle players are gonna be picked higher up because they're more sure prospects. So, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I think the uh, the the whole deal with this draft is, like you said, is very unpredictable. You're gonna see, I think you're gonna see a lot of players drop a lot further than it's expected, and. The whole deal with that is that it's going to cost some teams to not spend as much money as maybe you would expect on their high uh, picks so they can just keep signing players uh undrafted players and then the whole non. like you're going to see a whole lot of undrafted free agents uh get signed so yeah uh, that's pretty much it i feel like we were kind of a little bit all over the place in a way but I think it was in a good way because it's kind of a, a good uh, representation of just how fucking insane the baseball draft is and even this year especially
1: yeah and the fact that we're not gonna see a lot of these guys playing minor leagues this year it's a big deal too um, yeah it's just this is crazy Um, this year this the guys are talking about in the 60s and 70s and rounds 3, 4, and 5 or second round talents just show you how good this draft is um, it's just it's very unpredictable this year and then you have the fact that teams are um, also forfeiting picks because they sign free agents and whatnot so we'll have to see what
0: happens yeah um, another thing about uh, MLB draft is that it's difficult to get attached to the players your team drafts I don't know if you feel this way but I do
1: I agree unless it's they're like a, a star
0: yeah Unless they're a top five pick, it's difficult because you likely won't see them play, right? So it's just this whole thing. You pick them and you know you won't see them in like three years. So it's just a little bit complicated to get. Uh, It's like baseball itself, really. It's like the regular season. Everything is just a slow grind. So, yeah, I think that's a pretty accurate recap. Yep. So uh, with that, um, hopefully uh, we were clear enough. Uh that was the Pinch Talk podcast. That was the 2020 MLB draft preview. A lot of college players, a lot of high-level players, a lot of players that are gonna get fucked over by the draft only being five rounds. Uh, you're gonna see a whole lot of undrafted free agents, high-level uh undrafted free agents sign from a misery, which we kind of talked about on the previous podcast, and it's something that is a conversation that needs to keep happening because the keep the players just keep getting fucked over um and yeah that was the pinch Talk podcast uh check the description below for all the links you need uh, our social media accounts past uh articles the whole shit and yeah that was a pinch Talk podcast 2020 MLB draft preview and we're signing off people peace